we're testing out this Pelican Brief. This is going to be a podcast in the future. Every Tuesday at noon, we're going to start recording this podcast from noon to one. And then we'll record the podcast, do some editing, and then we will edit and then publish it on Thursday. So if you want to jump in, feel free. Otherwise, we're, we're kind of testing the volume. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the stage. Hello. How are you doing, Adam? Are you from St. Petersburg? Uh, good. Yeah, I just searched this room. I searched St. Petersburg and found this club. So just wanted to see what's up, what you all talk about. Okay. Cool. The first thing we were going to talk about is that we need a musician or some sort of person who can do a five second jingle for the podcast. (laughs) Oh man. What what are the odds you got that? I I just entered the, um, you know, Morgan and Morgan. Yeah. They just had a jingle contest. It just ended Sunday and I I entered. No way. That's amazing. (laughs) So you just need to come up with another one. Or if yes, so I mean, I mean, just a couple notes, and there you go. If, awesome. if Morgan and Morgan does not accept your jingle, and we would take the second place, you know. <laughs> there you go. So, what type of music, or, or what were they asking for? Uh, it was just a. I did it with a friend. Like we just came up with this this jingle. It, it went like the, the very end was like for the people dot com, which is the, that's kind of the note they went. Oh, I see. Um, very cool. But it had it was like thirty to sixty seconds, so you had to just put some filler words in there, and they required a couple statements. You had have for the people, uh, Dow Pound Law, that's all, and then America's largest in- injury law firm. You had to include those in the, those in the song. Okay, yeah, ours is pretty simple. Doesn't need to have words or anything. We only need about five seconds of some kind of music or some kind of. I was thinking somebody could even have a recording of what pelicans sound like. So this is a podcast. It's going to be called The Pelican Brief. We will be interviewing people about St. Petersburg and people who are influencers in St. Petersburg. So I was thinking that, you know, musicians would jump in. Our whole motivation is that you'd get your website on our website and you'd be mentioned on every single podcast that you're the music, whether you're a person or whether you're an actual band, you know, we can advertise for the band or whatever. So anybody that would be interested, we only need about five seconds of music that would represent St. Petersburg, you know, just to do the intro. Whatever you think St. Petersburg sounds like. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I I could throw something together and see if it works. Yeah, for sure. And you can message me or do it, you know, send me information on Instagram or whatever you like. If you guys want to follow us on Instagram, I'll go ahead and give you mine. I'm Victoria Haney and I work with Flagship Title. It's a title insurance company. And my email is or my, I'm sorry, my Instagram. What am I? Hundred <laughs> email. <laughs> my Instagram is Tampa Bay Title Gal. So it's Tampa underscore Bay underscore Title underscore Gal. Very easy to find me. Well, our profiles are in Clubhouse. Right. Mine is my name, Joe Gerlock. Okay. Very fancy. <laughs> what do you so, do, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a realtor. Uh, Nancy, welcome to the stage. How are you doing, Nancy? Hey. Awesome. I'm well, thank you. Nice to see you. Sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice to hear you. So earlier. Well, I was wondering who was speaking because only your mic is off. And I'm like, is that Victoria or is that someone else? But you answered the question when you introduced yourself. Let me just explain what we're doing here, Nancy. (laughs) So Nancy is a good friend of mine from San Francisco. She's a high tech person. She's always on all the new technology.
technology. So I appreciate everything that Nancy does. <laughs> She's also a fascinating person because I am also fascinated with organization and minimalism. Right. And so Nancy is a professional organizer. Wow. Yeah, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> just to explain to Nancy what we're doing here is we're starting this podcast. It's a podcast called The Pelican Brief. And The Pelican Brief is about St. Petersburg because the mascot of St. Petersburg is the pelican. And the flag has a pelican on it. And the trucks that fix the roads have this pelican logo. So we're calling it The Pelican Brief. Kind of a takeoff on the movie The Pelican Brief. Mm-hmm. And Very clever. So the idea is that we would talk about St. Petersburg and it would be on Tuesdays from noon until one. And so anybody can jump into Clubhouse. We have a club called the St. Petersburg Club in Clubhouse. Anybody that that is a member of the club. And if you're on Clubhouse, there's a little green house that's next to St. Petersburg in the title. If you click on that little green house, you can subscribe to the St. Petersburg Club and you'll be notified when we do the Pelican Brief. So then we're trying out this equipment and seeing if the recordings work and all that kind of stuff today. Then oh, we did talk about some fun topics. <laughs> yes, and we do talk about fun topics. <laughs> and then our goal would be that we bring influencers in from different areas, different influencers in St. Petersburg. But we would also talk about lifestyle, health and wellness. We can talk about real estate development in St. Petersburg, about events that are going on in St. Petersburg, you know, a whole array of topics. I did research on podcasts that are focused on cities and there really aren't that many a lot of people that are doing rooms on clubhouse and you know other social media they don't focus on cities so much they're trying to go national you know right. they, they have a topic whatever their topic might be and then they're trying to reach more people nationally here we're trying to focus on the local vibe niche down exactly so that's the idea and i appreciate nancy Nathan. coming on so what do you think of our idea nancy i think it's great i wish there was a well, if there was a San Francisco club, it would probably be too damn huge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I wish there was a neighborhood club. You know, it sounds like next door for the community, if you know of the next door. App. Yeah, more of an next interactive door next door. Yeah, right. it's like a sub-community, and I think it's a great idea, especially if something happens. You know, not that I wish for something. I mean, something beautiful could happen. Something right. horrible. Like, you know, you can have the first sex tablets ever born, or you can have some horrible news event. But what a great way for people to get together and talk about it and, you know, share. Sounds great. Our other goal in this whole venture is most podcasts are one way. You subscribe to a podcast and you just listen to it. You can't interact with it. And then they invite different guests on and talk to different guests or what they, whatever they might do on their podcast. But it's static and you can't participate. So by broadcasting it on Clubhouse, anybody from St. Petersburg could jump in and talk about the topic and, you know, raise their hand and be involved. By doing it live on Tuesdays, you know, we can get people to participate and then we would would put it out as a traditional podcast on Thursdays that people can always listen to. So are you going to record it then? Yeah. So we're we are re- recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just to let you That's know. That's interesting because I thought that was sort of not a clubhouse thing. Club 
clubhouse has always seemed to be about this is a one-time conversation that we're all having. It's not going down in history. It's not getting so I don't know if that's going to be an issue. I don't know. So the clubhouse came out almost a year ago and it was this hot new thing and then in June clubhouse's competition is Spotify put out Green Room and so Spotify's Green Room is highly similar to clubhouse and its goal is for podcasters. So when you open a room in and I'm considering doing it through Spotify. So there's two advantages to that. One is that when you open a room in Green Room, it automatically gets recorded. And then whoever created the room, as soon as you close the room, the recording gets sent to you on email and then you can edit it and you can publish it. Spotify is also a podcasting publisher. So then they want you to publish the podcast on Spotify. So they're making it super easy for people to have conversations and then publish it as a podcast through Green Room. So I was considering doing that for this podcast, but I'm using Clubhouse. I'm just a little bit more comfortable with Clubhouse. And there are some other people that are in the real estate space that are doing podcasts and they're recording it and publishing it through YouTube. And now there's a rumor that Facebook is going to buy Clubhouse. <laughs> and course. then, you know, because they're trying to get into this live conversation space as well. So I see your point though. When people step on stage, you sort of have to let them know, hey, this could be recorded. But we can always edit them out if they don't say something we like. (laughs) Right. Our goal is to edit it after it's recorded and then only put out the meaty stuff. More densely populated information Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what would get published on Thursday. And then on Thursdays, people could listen to it in the car. If somebody getting the best of both worlds in this scenario, if you're on Clubhouse, you're getting the live interaction. And if you're on podcasts, you're you're getting to listen to that. And it's not like you said, it's not a dry, stagnant podcast where me and you are just talking. We have people interacting with us. But I think people need to know. Like in yeah, they need to know. They need to know that they could be <laughs> recorded. They could be. Yeah, you might want to actually call it the Pelican Greek podcast right there that would tell them this is actually going to get recorded because I'm happy to be on your recorded <laughs> podcast. But honestly, I didn't know. And there was a slight jolt when I heard, oh, whoop, this is being recorded. I better (laughs) class up my act or something, you know, because there's something (laughs) about Clubhouse that's free because and private or there's this exclusivity, like I'm in this room and we're all having this room together and it's over when it's over. And we all had the experience together, but that it's not for the rest of the world. It's not Facebook. It's not getting published on Instagram, you know. Is it something where people have like tried to screen record or anything yet? Because I feel like with all like, you know, the interesting groups that have come about, there's no way that somebody hasn't tried to record stuff. No, that's a good point. I've been in a couple of rooms that have recorded like musical collaboration rooms. And usually in the title, they'll have recording and then they'll have the record emoji. Okay. Just to give you an idea that what's going down. Yeah. So we can make people aware. (laughs) I think it's fine to record just to make people aware. Oh, I see. So if they have it as part of a facility, then I'm sure it's fine. Thanks for that word, Adam. Yeah, we'll definitely call it a podcast and we'll put the recording emoji on there. Yes. Just so that people know. But also, 
that we need to get into the habit of periodically reminding people who come into the room that it is being recorded. Yeah. I have also found that a lot of those that do use recordings, they limit the people that are on stage. Sometimes these clubhouse rooms kind of get out of control with numbers of people on stage. And, and so I've seen where they lock down who's talking because it is being recorded. So we're just getting started. This is our first episode and we're trying out this podcaster device to get our recording levels down and see how we're going to edit it. And then we were talking about having it be mobile so that we could do it downtown. And so the first thing we were going to talk about is the ferry is starting up again in November. And we were trying to figure out how we could broadcast the podcast on the ferry. Hmm. So, That'd be interesting. <laughs> That's a great idea. I love it. So, of course, I would have preferred if you went off on your sustainability stuff because, you know, I always love hearing your stories well, earlier, on that. Exactly. So, I mean, I think, so the amazing thing about St. Pete right now is we're talking about they're reopening this ferry that you can take across Tampa Bay from downtown Tampa to downtown St. Petersburg and that people would use it as transit. And I'm fascinated with transit. They're also building elevated bus stations for a very specific vehicle that's going to be, and I guess I need to back up a little bit. So the beach is on one side of the peninsula and downtown St. Petersburg is on the other side side of the peninsula and connecting the two is Central Avenue and everything north of Central Avenue is called North you know like 16th Street North or something Mm -hmm. and then everything south of Central Avenue is called South and so everything along this Central Avenue corridor has a lot of momentum right now in St. Petersburg and so they've created these elevated bus stations all up and down First Avenue South and First Avenue North these stations you can tell is going to have a very specific vehicle that's going to go up and down right along Central Avenue for the purpose of transit and I'm pretty excited about it they are planning to to close all of Central Avenue on Halloween mm-hmm. and they're going to have a, a party in the street so they're going to close off the street and have this party and I think it is related to what they're planning for transit so I'm also excited to see what they're going to do with that and maybe we would even broadcast our podcast from Central Avenue on Halloween so yes Nancy lots yeah, of yeah I'm looking at the map as you speak to see how that all works and it is mm-hmm. uh, like an island amazing yeah. yeah it's actually similar to San Francisco the way it's a peninsula with a bay. Like, right, yeah, like it's sort Francisco of upside bay. down. Yes, exactly. It's like <laughs> well, upside. we're upside down. Yes. We're probably more upside down yes. than you in the scope yeah. of things. But. It, is, it is like an upside down <laughs> peninsula. It's like an upside down San Francisco. Right. And the whole thing about the bridge that goes across and the bay and then having a ferry that goes across, it's an interesting layout. So, Victoria, what's the information on the ferry? So, the Cross Bay Ferry is going to officially return in November. It was something like you were mentioning, we were talking about it previously, where it would be open a certain time of the year and then it would be closed. But they're pushing for it. I guess it won't be until 2024. They're pushing for it to be year-round and basically a commuter option for people to go from Tampa to St. Pete and vice versa. It's interesting. Yeah, I I used to be the mayor of this small town. We're getting into uh, a tax that was going to be $15 per per $100,000 on your house, and you would be part of Denver's whole transit system. And I had never used transit, and it was kind of, initially, it was like a risk. Like, you know, if I take the bus somewhere, how am I going to get home if I don't have my car? Right. So, so then, it was kind of an experiment the first couple of times. Whereas other people, that's their only option. They're like, I need this transportation. <laughs> exactly. So, could I survive if I didn't have a car? And so, it took years for me to practice. So, I, I still remember the first time 
line. Our canyon was 3,000 feet above Boulder. I got on the bus to Boulder, took it all the way down the canyon, and then I hung out at, they had a farmer's market, you know, every Saturday. Hung out at the farmer's market and then took the bus right back. It was like, you know, it was like like stepping outside your house for the first time in your life or something. You know, like your first school bus ride to the kindergarten or something like that. It's very true. So I want to do the podcast from the ferry just to take the ferry. Either we would take the ferry from Tampa to St. Pete or we would take the ferry from St. Pete to Tampa and back just to see how it works and see if we could do a podcast from there. I was thinking maybe we could interview the captain or if we could prearrange to have some people on the boat and then (laughs) it would be sort of like a boat party. Or just go up to random people and ask them questions. Yeah, even the the mayor, Rick Kreisman, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, commented about it. And he said, all smiles to know that the Cross Bay Ferry, Tampa Bay, will continue. Thanks again to contributing governments. The ferry is not the answer. It's one tool. We are slowly changing the culture and getting folks used to water transit. Also good for our economies. Keep cruising. Hashtag sunshines here. All <laughs> Very right. Cool. So they're trying to move in that direction. Yeah, that's awesome. But I like the idea of what you were saying where there's kind of like this, because it is kind of expensive. I looked if you do a round trip it's $20 so as far as that being I get what he's saying about that not being the answer because that is very expensive for somebody to travel for $20 every day they need some sort of pass for people that are regular commuters or lower income like you were saying I like the idea of doing something like that right yeah for transportation it's kind of on the expensive side very expensive for entertainment though it's kind of on the cheap side for 20 bucks it's It's a fun it's a fun transportation Boat ride but some people, bucks. you know, like we were saying, actually need it. Right. So those are the different options that we need incorporated going forward. I wonder when the bridge was built. Yeah, Adam? Oh, I was just wondering about the ferry. I've heard that before. Was it go from the pier to channel side? Like where's that docking point? So I'm not exactly sure where it ends up in St. Pete. So it's usually for catching the Tampa Bay Lightning Games and exploring the river walk. So I obviously it ends up in the river walk area. So like channel side, like you're saying. But okay. as far as St. Pete. So on St. Pete, I've seen it. It's um, Um, where exactly is it? It's kind of across the street from I want to say the Canopy. It's kind of like on that side of downtown St. Pete. Okay. And across the street, that's where you know the boat docks are. Mm -hmm. So it's on the left-hand side if you're looking at the water, or if you're looking at the pier, it'd be like left of the pier. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. It's in that direction, but I guess it's on the north side. So both are downtown accessible, basically. Yeah. Okay. So you'd get off, you'd be in downtown St. Pete. Which is perfect. And I'm also wondering, is it open on Tuesday? If it's actually viable to do the podcast from the boat at noon on Tuesday, it would be ideal. Well, they aren't opening until November. So that's one thing. We have some time. (laughs) We have some time. But if we could figure out when the schedule is. So the other big concern I would have to be able to do a broadcast from the ferry would be what kind of Wi-Fi it has. Mm -hmm. So for 20 bucks, do you get Wi-Fi? That's, I mean, that's another great point for the commuters. I mean, they're going to be doing their work, catching up on whatever they can, taking advantage of that time. Yeah. And so I've also flown into Orlando and then for $13, so it's it's even cheaper. So, so get this, it's cheaper than the ferry. So for $13, <laughs> you, you can fly into Orlando and then take a, a Greyhound to downtown Tampa. What? When did you Orlando. do this? <laughs> Multiple times. So sometimes if the flight schedules don't cooperate to fly right. into Tampa, you can fly into Orlando and a lot of airlines go into Orlando. So if you fly into Orlando and then for $2, you can go from Orlando Airport to 
downtown Orlando where the Greyhound station is. And then for $13, you can sit in this luxury seat that's even more luxurious than the airline. And it's got Wi-Fi and it's like a two-hour bus ride from Orlando to downtown Tampa. So when's the last time you did this? Mm, A year ago. Oh, okay. A year and a half ago. It's awesome. It's super comfortable seats. Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot of work done (laughs) in that time. (laughs) And and you can have luggage. That's very good to know. The issue with Greyhound is they only do that bus ride like twice a day. Right. That's where they get you. (laughs) So you have to do it on their schedule. Okay. Well, another cool thing that I saw was the St. Petersburg Shine Mural Festival is coming up, and it's the seventh year. It's kind of cool. It's where a bunch of different artists come together. It's going to be hosted at a brewery in St. Pete. Basically, there's just going to be all these different artists, like one is from Germany, and just coming together and doing these different murals and kind of be like a big get-together, live tattooing, like, you know, on the spot, people can walk in and get tattooed, special drinks and things like that. So it sounds like like a really cool event actually <laughs> very artsy so are these artworks permanent that's what i'm trying to figure out because i've actually never attended but i'm really looking forward to attending at this one so there will even be a winner announced it says so it's a week-long event that's going to be hosted at bayborough brewing company and that's on fifth avenue it's called the shine beer staycation very cool the flyer for it was just really cool so we'll have to share that out definitely and it's going to be october 15th through the 24th so people have time to prepare so it'll be okay here it is mural artists from as far as away from germany and colombia will be painting 16 new murals thanks to a grant from the mayor's office of cultural affairs and production from st petersburg arts alliance very cool so they are going to be permanent 16 new murals so that's i mean that's something people love to see and i feel like i don't know if florida is like one of the biggest place for murals but people love coming around and seeing our murals (laughs) oh yeah definitely in a former lifetime i was an artist <laughs> I took you some did art. everything. <laughs> I, did, I did some art classes in college. And the big thing is that you run out of wall space super fast. Yeah. So right away, you have to paint over the canvas and paint a second painting on top of it. Oh, maybe that's what they'll be doing. And so mm. at some point, you have to recycle the old murals and put new murals on top of them. Right. With the changing times, it's better to, you know, you got to right. refresh it and make it faded or whatever the case may be. You know, somebody may graffiti over it. <laughs> I was wondering if it was like a proposal contest for new murals. Like, is that, is that what it was? So it's basically or- they're inviting like these specific artists, well-known artists to come. So they already have the lineup of these 16 different artists that they've invited. And so as far as the designs, I'm not really sure how that works. If they're just, if they gave them an yeah. idea or they're completely f- just flying, you know, whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally, like I've talked to a couple of mural artists, like they'll have like a, a proposal of what they're going to do before it gets approved. Right. So that would make sense. What, what that's going to be. That's pretty interesting. Like I live on First Ave, just north of Central, so there's like a ton of murals around me. Like yeah, I can look, you can see them everywhere. Yeah, they're gorgeous, and so we're gonna get 16 new ones. And then I just really thought it was cool that it's gonna have the walk-in tattoo feature because I feel like for all the tattoo lovers out there, they'll totally go in there and get this like quick little 15-minute tattoo. Yeah, to commemorate the experience. Heck yeah. Okay, so I pulled up the flyer here. The actual, I guess, celebration will be on Saturday, October 16th, from 2 p.m. to 11. There'll be live 
live music, live mural painting, a new beer release at that brewery, walk-in tattoos from St. Pete's finest tattooers, a tattoo art show, and vintage motorcycles, lowriders, and hot rods. So it's pretty much going to be a little bit of everything. And I love car shows, so that really excites me. <laughs> Didn't I you wonder. say that you used to have a classic car? Did I, did I make that up? I might, I might have said I had a beater car. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know how classic my cars have been. <laughs> However, I think it just reminds me of the artist Cristo. I don't know if you're familiar with the artist Cristo. No, so I'm not. What he does is he wraps things. And now mm. he's kind of old. He started by hanging fabric into the ocean. And then wow. he did an event where he wrapped, I don't really speak French very well, but it's <laughs> like the Point Neuf Bridge. It's a famous bridge in Paris. Oh, okay. And then he came in and he has to buy all this fabric and wrap the bridge in fabric. Really? And the week that he comes and wraps, the, the week that See, he when you said rap, I thought you meant like rapping, like hip hop. Oh, <laughs> no. He wraps it in fabric. And yeah, I get that now. Him and his wife, they, uh, they wrap famous things in fabric and they pull like twine around and it holds it in place and then they only wrap it they come in and it turns into this big event where they wrap a building or they wrap like they'll wrap like the empire state building or something and then they'll come in for a week and they'll wrap this thing and everybody will come and take pictures and they will sell sketches of what they were going to wrap so they would sell the sketches of the bridge like after it's been wrapped while it's being wrapped oh okay and then and of course to wrap it they're like on boats and they hire crews to drive these boats around and pull this giant fabric around a whole bridge just to wrap up a bridge (laughs) yes exactly so they wrap up this whole bridge for a week and then they sell all the sketches of you know they have to measure all the pieces of the bridge in order to get enough fabric to wrap it right and they have to get enough rope and they have to it's a very technical thing and so then they're selling all these sketches while they're doing it and these sketches go for a lot of money wow. and then it's like this big event probably t-shirts and you know other merchandise goes right on. everything they can get <laughs> so i wonder if this event with the murals getting video of them doing the mural while it's under construction or yes. while it's being created and then have events around the creation of the art itself mm-hmm. on top of the fact that you're just doing art yeah and then so obviously they have to take all that down right once they wrap it all it's there for what is it, a few weeks and then they yeah. have to take it all down <laughs> yeah so they wrap it all and then they take it down oh, wow. and then it goes away it's kind of like burning man yeah. like after burning man's over everything goes back to the desert <laughs> and then it's a memory it's, it's recorded that's very cool i'll have to look out for that <laughs> All right. What's next on the list? So we have I Preserve the Berg. They're doing movies in the park. And they have their October lineup out. So we have October 7th. And this is going to be North Straub Park. Am I pronouncing that right? Between 4th Avenue and 5th Avenue, northeast at Beach Drive. So October 7th, His Girl Friday. October 14th, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> the 21st, Field of Dreams. 28th, Beetlejuice. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> For Halloween. Yes, it's perfect. Yes, it's an awesome Halloween it's movie. It's a perfect Halloween movie. Except for, I feel like it's kind of scary whenever you're a kid, honestly. Beetlejuice right. is a scary movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Yes. <laughs> I just feel when like... When that guy's head becomes very small. Yeah. I'm like, that's traumatizing. <laughs> there needs to be... I don't know if it's rated PG-13, but it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, it, that was an awesome movie. But yeah, Preserve the Berg, I guess, is a foundation. So all proceeds help preserve the Berg. 
I guess it's very specific that we are kind of focusing on St. Petersburg rather than Tampa, St. Pete. Exactly. I know a lot of people Like do the Tampa that. Bay. Right. So I think we will cover things in Tampa in general, but St. Pete does have its own vibe. Absolutely. Downtown St. Pete, the beaches. And the people don't leave. They don't go off the island. Really? <laughs> yes. I always hear that. I mean, I have a friend and she just, she never goes to Tampa. She never goes to Clearwater. She stays in St. Pete. They don't leave the island. <laughs> I see. Even though it's not really an island. Yes. But there is an effect. I think they call it island fever. Oh, so yeah. people live in Hawaii because they're on an actual island. In the back of their brain, they know that it's going to be either a ship or a plane to get them off the island. Oh, yeah. And then people, after living in Hawaii a few months, they start getting what they call island fever. Yeah. And just because they can't leave, then they feel like they want to leave. Right. It's just so. the mind playing tricks on you. You don't even need to leave. You have nothing going on. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so even though like in St. Petersburg, there's no reason to leave. As soon as they tell you you can't leave, then all of a sudden you need to. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Juneau, Alaska, and it was the same thing. Everything, really? Everywhere you had to go was by helicopter or ferry. Really? So it was very expensive because, you know, they got to ship everything in. You're on an island. It, it costs more. Like, you don't get the dollar menu there. <laughs> right. Everything's different. It's kind of like being at an airport. Everything's upcharged. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're taking planes all over the place yes small so, planes so then you are totally isolated especially in the winter time yeah you are isolated you can't go anywhere like i said without helicopter or ferry so and it's very common there to ride the ferry and there's no sunshine yes a lot of the time in the winter or there's like sunshine a lot longer than you want it like all day right. it goes through different phases like that's why they have like if you've seen certain movies like the proposal with sandra bullock okay they have those special curtains because right. you know it'll be nine o'clock at night you're trying to go to bed and it's bright as day out <laughs> Blackout curtains. Yep. Those are necessary there. What's next on the agenda? The only other thing that I saw that looked like fun was there is going to be an Oktoberfest festival. And it's going to be on October 9th. So it's a food and beer festival at the St. Pete Coliseum. So there was one at the pier. I haven't heard anyone that went to it. But there was a, an Oktoberfest at the pier on Saturday. Did you see that? I didn't go. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, and that Oktoberfests traditionally are in September. Right, that is funny. You <laughs> yes. never really think about that. <laughs> but this Oktoberfest, I guess, is in October. Yeah, because I actually was in Germany one year, and we went at the end of October, and all of Oktoberfest was already done. Like, everybody right. was, it was a quiet time to go, basically. Right. <laughs> it's very interesting. Why call it Oktoberfest? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'd probably have to look it up. Maybe uh, that they're celebrating the coming of October. That makes sense. Okay. I've done an event before called the September Fest. So that's a play on that. <laughs> yeah, I would go along with that. But yeah, I think that's it. So if we can go ahead and outro right, and you can see yeah. us next week. Maybe our music would, I don't know if we would do the same five seconds in the beginning of the show and then the same five seconds at the end of the show or yeah. maybe we would have a different five seconds for the end of the show. Could be, could be. Maybe we're looking for 10 seconds of music. Just uh, get us a song. Now we want a song. Full three minute song. A, a, no, but a song that <laughs> starts like better <laughs> and then that would be the the beginning and the end it would it would be the opposite right power up power down exactly 
I don't even think it needs to be five seconds. I think it, it could be three seconds, really. Yeah. You were talking about how it looks like Victoria's not talking. So we have this device here and we have these microphones so that we can publish this podcast and do the recording. And so all the equipment is run through my phone. So if we bring guests on this show, then the guests will all look like they're coming from my phone. I guess to have each guest. That makes sense. Yeah. Like if you called someone in or things like that, not necessarily off of Clubhouse, Clubhouse. you'd be calling right. someone. Yeah, And it's a good idea because sound quality is so important, especially in a podcast, at least from my world. I Sometimes if the sound is tinny or something, I can't listen. So it's important, but it means that you'll want to introduce your speakers, want to make sure they keep introducing themselves because the microphone off is like, oh, who's this person speaking? I want to know about her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, it might be Victoria. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time right. I talk, and you'd be, this is Victoria. <laughs> yeah, Once people get used so. to it, they'll get used to the, how we do things in the rhythm. And I won't always be here, unfortunately, to have this amazing microphone because it makes my voice sound so cool. Sometimes I'll be off site because we're doing this every Tuesday and I have a lot of running around to do in my job. So I think next week I'll probably be coming live from the Pinellas Realtor Organization. <laughs> <laughs> so in your opinion, what is the sound quality through Clubhouse? Do we sound yeah, good? Yeah, it's, it sounds good. You both sounds great okay awesome that was like the whole point (laughs) we set up all this equipment stuff just so it would sound well on a podcast so this is our practice podcast i'm calling it episode zero it's like before episode one there we go episode beta beta episode yeah i like that episode beta Yeah, so we're kind of excited about the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I'm going to put the Pelican Brief, and I'm going to say it's a podcast with a little emoji. (laughs) And uh, we'll publish it for next week so that people can subscribe to the Pelican Brief. And hopefully you can just jump in and listen if you want, you know, and see what's happening. And uh, we'll just sort of touch base every week on Tuesday. Absolutely. Amazing. All right. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yes. Thank you, Nancy and Adam. And um, we're going to wrap it up. You're welcome. And we'll see you later. See you later. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. We did it.